1: Hello, friends. Welcome to Pod Maverick Minute. My name is Kirk Henderson. I'm editor-in-chief over at MavsMoneyBall.com. Thank you for joining me here on the Pod Maverick feed. It is Tuesday, April 11th. The Dallas Mavericks season ended two days ago. And for those of you who have been listening to the show or podcast feed for some time, you'll know that I used to do a lot of these last season. A couple of things prevented me from doing them this season, primarily uh, time. Second, the fact that we got our podcast feed kind of pulled out from under us for a while. It was just hard for me to want to do these things. Uh, But now that this really painful Dallas Mavericks season is over, I am going to be regularly doing these, hopefully two to three times a week, to go along with Josh, Bo, and I also talking regularly uh, along with our live shows. Those latter two things will be hosted first on YouTube live and then posted here to your feed. Let's get to some of the stories of the past few days. Uh, The first one that I want to touch on is really the response to Tim McMahon's uh, post uh, which the the part that everyone has latched onto was that a Dallas Mavericks team source. This is very important. A team source indicated to McMahon that they are concerned that Luca could ask for a trade as re, as soon as next summer. If the Dallas Mavericks don't get their house in order and field a more competitive team. Obviously that came out after uh, before the San Antonio Spurs game. It was after the, Uh, Bulls loss. And during exit interviews, Tim McMahon and Luca had sort of a sparring back and forth about it in which Luca indicated he has never said any such thing, Uh, which was, of course, the point because the story never indicated that it indicated that that uh, the team was concerned about this. Uh, and I have found myself sort of very, very frustrated with the discussion uh, around both like McMahon's reporting and what this means for the Mavericks. First and foremost, I have found uh, myself really getting pissy at the same group of fans, whether it be on Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, or whatnot, that is so willing to refer to the beat reporters as state media Uh really and, and that's meant as an insult for you know getting upset that Tim McMahon had the gall to do some actual you know investigative journalism for lack of a better discussion I understand if you're a person who doesn't really value or like the fact that source based reporting is normal in sports now after all this isn't Watergate why don't people go on the record and say what they mean I get it. It drives me crazy too, but this is the world we live in. But the, the real thing that I'm settling on is that because it came from the team-based source, there's really nothing for the Mavericks to gain by saying this. They know they have work to do. So for as much criticism as I've given the team for the past four years, the fact that someone within the Mavericks was willing to tell McMahon that they know they have a hard road ahead is really interesting to me. Luka Doncic himself said he expects there to be changes. He also indicated that he's happy right now. But for any of you who have ever been in any relationship ever in the history of time, you should know and you should acknowledge the fact that your happiness can turn on a dime. Luka Doncic very likely does not want to endure another season like this one. He was unbelievable and yet still had to push that rock up the hill only for it to come back down. The Mavericks did not do a good enough job building a team around him for years and the seams came loose this season. That's okay. It's over with. It's time for them to figure out a way to move forward. But as we just all have to understand that for a generational talent, the clock is ticking. The Dirk Nowitzki references don't apply. We have to get over that as a fan base, otherwise, it's going to be a very, very frustrating tenure with Luca. And really, I think we should all enjoy it. You know, I, I'm glad that Luca said he's happy and wants to stay here right now. It, it's it's important that we savor the time. Instead, I think everybody's just going to start to argue because we're all frustrated about what the team hasn't done. I don't particularly like it when fans are so willing to think that that reporters make stuff up for clicks. That's not how reporting works. When you see somebody utterly speculating, and don't get me wrong, my website, Mavs Moneyball, is is certainly guilty of this. We all speculate on things, but our site in particular does not do reporting because it is hard. I hear things regularly. I am told things regularly. One could say if I wanted to, I could have sources, but I don't want sources. There's no upside in it for me because frankly when people push information to you, you then have to figure out what their angle is. So if you're looking at McMahon's story and then later on the fact that Tim Cato had a very similar story come out on Monday, I think you need to ask yourself what angle could the Mavericks have in basically admitting to the fact that they haven't done a good enough job. There's no angle there. It's a fact. We all know it. You know, we're all like the the veneer of this Mavericks front office and ownership is finally worn off after 11 years of, you know, willing belief. So I think we should just sort of roll with the fact that the Mavericks know that they have work to do. Along those lines, I just mentioned Tim Cato's story on The Athletic. He goes on to, to talk about how the frustrations are real. It's a really good story. Tim will probably write a little later this week. Tim is obviously, you know, my former editor at Mavs Moneyball. Uh, Tim says in his team sources in recent weeks have expressed similar concerns to The Athletic about the impact of the season's collapse could have on Doncic's future in Dallas and the willingness to be patient. It's a good story. Tim gets into specific details of, you know, the exit interviews. Tim always does a great job. That story is in the show notes. Um, The next thing I'd I'd like to point you to here is uh, Bobby Marks of ESPN did a video and an article like the Dallas Mavericks offseason guide. Now, I suspect our site will probably come out with something similar from our fan base perspective, but he notes, you know, the the resources to build the roster that the Mavericks have are the draft, Dallas has three free agents, and Kyrie Irving, Christian Wood, Dwight Powell, Uh, They could have some some cap flexibility, but it's going to take some interesting finagling for, for that to go down. Some sign and trade options with those aforementioned players and then tradable contracts of which he has listed Tim Hardaway Jr. and Maxie Kleber. The fact that Tim Hardaway is considered tradable feels like an unbelievable win for all Dallas Mavericks fans. I, I love Tim, so I don't actually think they're going to trade him. He's very important to what they do. But for a while, at the first half of the, of the 2022-23 season, we thought Tim was one of the worst contracts in the league. He bounced back to have a pretty nice year. Just don't look at his season low in uh, two-point, or I'm sorry, his career low in two-point percentage. Um, The last thing I would like to to point you to is our own CBA Mavs did a projection of the 2023-2024 salary cap. Only it's not a projection. uh, Scott is willing to say that he thinks he has the salary cap right on the money. Uh, He breaks down stuff that he's learned in the CBA and he gets into some, some really straightforward information to where if you're curious about what the Mavericks can and can't do, he starts to touch on that. Scott's going to be releasing more and more pieces like this as we get through the offseason because our man CBA Mavs, a.k.a. Scott, is really keen on educating people as much as possible about what the Mavericks can actually do under the cap. There's a lot of wish casting out there, both on our site and other sites, and uh, it's it's really it's really good. The 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 last I lied. There's one more piece I, I want to show you. Um, over at CBS Sports, my friend Jasmine Wimbish wrote a effectively a takedown of Jason Kidd, saying the Mavericks uh, the Mavericks head coach did not do a good job. The, that he took a step back, and that it's really questionable that the Mavericks are even bringing him back. At all, it was probably my favorite piece that I've read in the past forty-eight hours, just because I don't care for Jason Kidd. However, we all know the Mavericks are going to bring him back unless there's some sort of act of God that occurs, uh, because we're not that lucky. Now, everybody, uh, just just hold on to that, and we'll see what happens in the coming days and weeks. Like I said, we have about five weeks until the NBA draft lottery. So there'll be more and more stuff coming from us about that, including, you know, what we think of the lotto itself, the odds, players the Mavericks could draft, uh, various scenarios, depending on what happens, you know, because there's three things that could happen. First, they could fall to 11th. Second, they could keep their pick at 10. Third, they could jump into the top four. And fourth, they could jump into number one overall, even though that's just a 3 percent chance so we'll have a lot to talk about even though it's not basketball and it's not playoff uh, basketball which is what we would have liked but we're in for a long off season and i am looking forward to it uh please send me stuff you see on the internet you know i work a day job and i don't spend a lot of time on reddit for example or youtube i'm, I'm getting better at youtube but if there's stuff that you think is good i want to share it with more people uh, I really like seeing what the different opinions and takes on uh, takes and mavs uh, out in the media sphere are. You know, there's like a weird Nick Wright uh, video today that I have pulled up that I haven't gotten to. You know, about what he thinks about Kyrie and Luca and the Mavericks moving forward. I love hearing from, uh, uh, and reading and talking about that sort of stuff. So please send me what you uh, think is out there, uh, and we can we can talk about it and uh, share it with the world. Uh, as always, I appreciate you spending part of your day with me. Please subscribe. Uh, to our podcast, if for some reason you haven't. Uh, Also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're inching up where we won't do as much content as we did during the regular season, just because there's not games. But I hope to do at least uh, twice weekly videos, both of which will be live. And if you want to participate, we really love hearing from all of our fellow Mavs fans, uh, because that's one thing that I really do want to emphasize is, for me at least, I'm still a fan. I, I still love this team. I'm not you know, I guess I do some journalism, but that's not what I'm, I'm primarily here for. I'm primarily here to talk with other Mavs fans and have fun talking about sports. I really appreciate all your support and for listening to me yammer for nearly 12 straight minutes. This is Kirk Henderson, and this has been Pod Maverick Minute. Have a great Tuesday.
2: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in.